Hey, so thanks so much for joining me today. Today we're going to be talking about grown-up stuff. Jesus said that when we got together that he'd be here, so let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we know you're here. We thank you that you are. We thank you for your wisdom and your revelation knowledge, which is what it takes to live in your kingdom. We just want to commit to you and represent you, and so we're thanking thanking you ahead of time for teaching us. We love you. Give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. He's so good. He is so in love with us, and he's calling us to grow up, to be like him, and to go and to do his work. And so he's calling this grown-up stuff. You know, when we get born again, we're not supposed to just stay a baby, but we're supposed to turn into an adult. And when we turn into adult, as Jesus said, we're to imitate the Father. Actually, in Matthew 5, 48, in the Amplified Bible, um, it tells you what perfect is. Because in Matthew 5, 48, Jesus said, be perfect as your Father is perfect. And so much of the time, you know, we hear each other say, well, I'm not perfect, and I haven't arrived, and that's all well and good for a temporary time, but God is saying, it's time to grow up. Matthew 5, 48, you therefore must be perfect, growing into complete maturity of godliness and mind and character, having reached the proper height of virtue and integrity as your Heavenly Father is perfect. So there you have it. You know, we, we, we listen to rumor and we just think, oh, it's okay. You know, I am just never going to arrive. I'm never going to be there. But that isn't really what the Word of God tells us. We just repeat things that we've heard. And so we're to that place where, you know, we're just not expecting anything of ourselves. We're not expecting to grow up, but Jesus came and he showed us the Father. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And then he said to be like the Father. He said to go do what he was doing. He he said, you need to be born again. Yeah, to grow up, to be like him, to walk in complete maturity, it says. So it's not that we're supposed to be baby Christians all our life. We don't have any excuse to not be like him. We don't, we don't have any excuses because Jesus gave us everything. He did it all. He, he made it so that God's spirit could come and live on the inside of you. And if he's on the inside of you, then you can do it. There's no excuse. Of course we can't do it without him, but he can do it in us. And the way to do that is just to obey him. Our part is just to do what he said to do. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me, and I'll show myself to you. I'll manifest myself to you. And so there's no way, of course, exactly, that we can be perfect. But just think about him living in you. That perfection living on the inside of you, teaching you and guiding you and directing you. And if we're being led by the Spirit, then we are going to walk in that perfection, which is, again, explained in the Amplified Classic Bible as maturity. Grow up. Be like your father. Be mature. So we're called to be perfect. We're called to grow up. This is grown-up stuff. God is saying that we've been talking about. You know, he, God is love. Talking about being like him and being mature like him. 
And he paints a picture of who he is in 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient, kind, not easily angered, keeps no record of wrong, prefers the other person. And so if you want to know how to grow up and be perfect, you, you can be like that. You can go copy that. You can, you can focus on being like him. Another way is hanging out with him. You know, you ever hear that saying, you are like who you hang out with? You are. When you hang out with him, you're going to be like him. You're going to know what he's thinking. You're going to have his thinking passing through you because he's on the inside of you. And you're going to think what he thinks. You're going to know what he knows. His thoughts are going to be your thoughts. And the word of God tells us that too. We have the mind of Christ. So if we have his mind, there's really no excuse for us to be babies. But we just like to have that excuse because it's too hard. It's too much work to change, to follow after the Spirit. It's not something that we want to do. We just want to be comfortable and not make any changes, not do anything different than we were doing before. But when you ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, it really is a commitment. It's a commitment. It, you know, and maybe you're thinking, well, what are you talking about? It's a commitment. It's a commitment. You're marrying him for better, for worse, for rich, for poor. You're committed to his quest, caring about what he cares about. The most important command is, commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And when you do that, you're going to know what he's thinking, and you're going to care about what he cares about, of course. You know, if you love someone, you're going to care about what they care about. What's important to them is going to be important to you. And then the second commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. Put your neighbor before you. That's grown-up stuff. And we don't do that. It's about us. You know, I was thinking, um, when, when you have a baby, that baby changes your life. It's no longer about you. It's about the baby and then if you have a couple of them, then it's about all your children. And your life definitely does change. You don't buy yourself the things you bought before. You don't do the things you did before. You don't cater to yourself anymore, but you cater to them. Your life isn't your own. Well, when you commit to God, it's the same thing. You're not going to be catering to yourself anymore. You've changed. You have God living on the inside of you, and you're going to be like him. He's going to he, he's gonna show you what's important to him. And he's going to act that out in your thinking. And then it's your part to follow that. What would he do? And we know what he would do. He came. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He came to show us maturity. He came to, in a human body to show us what it would be like, what we are to do. So our part is to follow after him. Do what he did, say what he said, and get to that place of maturity. He's calling us to represent him. I was watching one of the videos I was editing, and you know, I always tell God, just take over. And I heard myself say that he's trying to get out. You know, he's living on the inside of us, and he's trying to get out. He wants us to be him, to represent him. He's living on the inside of us. And he wants us to cooperate with him so that we can show who he is, so that we're showing him, so that we can say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And 
that is a huge thing and such an awesome privilege to have God, the living God, living on the inside of us and him wanting us to portray him. And so it's our work to do. It's our work to go after the things of the Spirit and please the Father and do what he would do and say what he would say and treat this person how he would treat this person. You know, he asked me a question the other day that really made me aware of what I was doing. And he he loves so far beyond what we can even think of, what we can imagine. He loves that person that bugs you. He loves that person that gets on your nerves and the person that you want to get away from or uh, the person. He loves everyone. He loves everyone that is around you. He loves your neighbor. And that's why, and your neighbor is who's next to you. And that's why he's asking you to love them because he loves them. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And then you're going to start having his feelings and thoughts because you prioritized him. And then you're going to know that person next to you is so important. And he's going to remind you and he's going to correct you when you're treating yourself better than that person or yourself better than any other person. God has a way and his way is the right way, the good way, the way of integrity. His, his way is exactly what we read here. And that's why he's asking you to be like him, to portray him. That's your part. When you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, when you're born again, when you commit to live in his kingdom, it's not a piece of paper saying, okay, now you're going to heaven because you said you believed. It's a commitment that you're, you're saying that I'm in agreement with you. I'm committed to you. I'm going to do everything that you said I would do or could do or should do. Jesus said, if you steadfastly believe in me in the Amplified Classic Bible, it says steadfast. If, you're always, if you believe in him all the time, if you're not one of those Christians that are up again and down again, I believe today, but not tomorrow because of my circumstances. Today I'm going to live by how I feel. Tomorrow I'm going to get my faith back. Yada, yada. But he said, if you believe all the time, then you're going to do what I was doing. If you're committed, right? If you believe all the time, that means you're committed. If you do something all the time, you are committed to that thing. And so God is saying, commit to me. Let me come live on the inside of you. Let me display myself in you. Let me be your power. Let me be that power inside of you for you to go and to do my work. Jesus went around doing good. He did. He was anointed by God. And it says he especially went around healing those who were all harassed and oppressed by the enemy. And the revelation knowledge that he gave is the thing that we need to not be harassed and oppressed by the enemy. And so putting all that together, God is saying to us, grow up. It's time to grow up. This is grown-up stuff for you to do what I was doing, for you to be mature, for you to just press into perfection and stop saying, I can't and I haven't arrived. He wouldn't be telling us to do it if we couldn't do it. And again, him living on the inside of us is proof that we can do what he's telling us to do. We can live sin-free if we make that choice. You know, if God's living on the inside of you and he wants you to do something or not do something, you feel you feel that nudge. 
And if you follow that nudge, you're going to be free from sin. Uh, you know, we are going to mess up. I'm not saying that we aren't. We are, but he's asking us to grow up, to come to that place, to be perfect, growing into complete maturity of godliness. That sounds like we should be able to do it because he's saying we can. In mind and character, it starts in your mind, and then you start acting what you're living on in your thinking. Corinthians says to captive every thought and make it like God. And so when you do that, you're going to be thinking the word. Jesus said what's in your heart is going to come out of your, come out of your mouth. And Proverbs, of course, says as a man thinks, so is he. And so when you have all this going on on the inside of you, you are going to portray him. You are going to grow to perfectness as he is calling us to do. Having reached the proper height of virtue and integrity as your heavenly father is perfect. So he, he's calling us to grow up. You know, um, so many people that I know still are having a problem deciding if they will forgive or not. And that is not a choice. If you're, if you're a Christian and you're growing to that perfection, you're going to you're going to forgive. That's a maturity thing. God said that to me once. Forgiveness is a maturity thing, right? You're, you're going to forgive. You're not going to be like little kids and say, he said, who said, he did, it's his fault, blah, blah, blah. But you're going to say, it doesn't matter. I forgive you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't hurt me because I have God living on the inside of me who heals me. And yeah, we're going to get hurt. And yeah, it's okay to talk about it and deal with it. But we don't park there. You know, we, we deal with it and we go on and we forgive because we're mature. We're growing to that perfection. We don't argue about whose fault it is or who started it or this, that, or the other thing. We just be like him. Look at all Jesus went through, you know, and he did it for us. He did it because he wanted us to have that abundant life. I have come that you may have life, have it to the full until it overflows. And all the persecution he went through to get to that place where he could take our place and he bore us in sickness, disease, sorrow, pain. He made it so we could be right with Father. By his stripes we were healed. That is maturity. And he's asking us to be like him, to grow up and stop worrying about what people are doing to you and you know, when you hang out with him enough, your confidence isn't even in you anymore. It's in him. Your confidence in him, so it doesn't even matter. So God is calling us to get to this grown-up stuff. Stop playing around. Stop playing um, that baby Christian part. Stop giving excuses why you're not perfect yet, and you can't be in your human. You have... God living on the inside of you, so you're not even human. You have a supernatural being living on the inside of you. And when you follow his leading, you can be that perfect he's calling you to be. I'm working to be that perfect. And we can be saying that instead of saying, I'm not perfect and I'm never going to arrive. we got to say the word, and the word says that we should be working towards as your heavenly father is perfect. And how perfect is he? How perfect is he? He has no flaws, and he's calling us to be like him, and we were made in his likeness, and I know that seems way far out there, 
But the more that we believe the word and cling to the word and meditate the word and speak the word and think, you know, think the word, then the more real it's going to come to us and the more revelation knowledge we're going to have. Matthew 7 says to keep on seeking, keep on knocking, and that door will be open to you. And that's that's what we got to do. Okay, God, you said I'm to be perfect. I'm to be like you. I'm to be mature. And you said also that I couldn't do anything without you. So I'm asking you to help me to be that. God isn't calling us to be mediocre. He really isn't. He's calling us to stand out, to be different from the world, to show who he is. And so when we follow after him, we're going to be like him. It's really not that hard, but we have to first get rid of the wrong mindsets like, I can never arrive, I can't be like God, I'm only human. That is how you feel. Definitely, that's how we all feel, but that's not the truth. The truth is in the Word of God, and when you know that truth, it's going to set you free. The Word of God tells us how to think, how to be like Him, and um, what to say, what to do, and that it's a work. It is a work to be like Him. It's an effort to get His Word in your heart, spend time with Him. There's a lot of things going on. Lots of distractions, but when you honor him and spend time with him, get to know him, he is his word, then you're going to have that. You're going to have him in your life. The work that you do is, it's going to be all worth it. And not only that, then you're preparing for your eternity with him. If you don't do anything, if you just say a prayer and you just think, I'm going to heaven but you don't do anything to build your relationship with him and to be perfect as he is perfect, then um, eternity really isn't promised to you. Jesus said in Matthew 7, 21 through 23, he said that many on that day are going to say to me, Lord, we did this in your name, we did that in your name, and I'm going to say, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness. And why am I saying that? Because if you're not cultivating that relationship with him, you're not even going to know that you are breaking the law, that you are not keeping his word because you don't have that relationship with him. So like he said, I never knew you. You're not going to know him without spending time to get to know him. That's always the bottom line. That's the foundation of being a Christian. So it's not a prayer, but it's a commitment to a relationship that you have to work to spend time with him to get to know him to look at his word and then actually do his word. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me. And, you know, loving him is just taking the time to get to know him and then you will fall in love with him. And you'll have a really hard time if you're committed to him, saying no to him. And if you do say no to him, you're going to feel really bad afterwards because you know his love and compassion towards you. If you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, Revelation 3.20 says he's already knocking. He said he's already knocking at the door of your heart. And if you invite him in, he's going to come in. He's going to hang out with you, and he's going to teach you, and he's going to help you to stay committed to him, to do his work. He is. He's going to show you what it's all about. He's going to be your best friend. He's going to be the person that you can always count on that'll be there for you and has your best interest in mind. He's never going to leave you or forsake you. He's going to make himself known to you all the time. 
if you give him attention. You know, if you tell him no, even after you ask him to come live on the inside of you and you black him out, you distance yourself from him and then you fall in that category where on that day he may say to you, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness. And then he's going to reject you because you rejected him. He never rejects us without us rejecting him. We have to say no to him. He's not saying no to us. He's reaching out to us all the time. He's reaching out to you through me right now. So if you never asked him to be your God, to come and live on the inside of you, I would just love to say that prayer with you right now. And when you ask him to come live on the inside of you, remember now it's a commitment. Um, you have a responsibility. Yes, I said a responsibility. You have a responsibility to be true to him, to be committed to him, and to be a part of what he's about. And that is about love and having everyone to know him so that um, none shall perish. It's not his will that any should perish. Would you pray with me, dear Jesus? We thank you so much for what you did. And we're just asking that you come and make yourself real on the inside of us right now. Just come and be our God. Teach us your way. Correct us. Help us to be perfect as you are perfect. Help us, Lord, to be open and just ready and willing to live in your kingdom and represent you. Teach us your way. Come now and live on the inside of us. We invite you. We love you. Praise you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory in your name. Amen. He is so good. And now, if you said that prayer, he's living on the inside of you. And that is so cool and so, so wonderful. And your life just is never going to be the same. But you've got to remember your commitment. He is his word, so you got to look at his word. Get on your knees every morning and connect with him. He said in his word, my sheep know my voice, so that proves you're going to hear him. He's going to match his word. He's going to make himself real to you. He told the disciples that um, the Holy Spirit would come, and he would speak on the Father's behalf. He would come and speak to you. He would remind you the things Jesus said, tell you things to come, be your counselor, stand by. So yeah, I mean, you can't have a relationship with someone that you can't hear. So listen for his voice. He's going to make himself known to you. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless you.